Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio What's going on, everybody? We are back, finally. This is episode, oh god, 220? I don't know. 220, I, I think? Hold on. I lost track. Oh, me too. A long time ago. Yeah. You know, we had a, a giving of thanks. and. Yeah. You know, it's episode can... 220. We had to ah. clarify. Uh, of the Dark Windows podcast, my name is Kevin. Excuse me, I'm Kevin. And I am Aaron. Yeah, Aaron's with us again. Hi. He's, uh... He's on. He's one of our patrons, but I've also known him forever. So he just kind of like stops. He's known me since diapers. Yeah, and I was like, "Hey, we're doing pizza," and he's like, "All right, it'll be up." Fucking asshole. Pizza. I got beer. Yeah. Can I bring beer? Yes, Aaron. You can bring beer. You know what? <laughs> I offered. At least bring good beer, though, dude. Bud Light. Come on now. I offered to buy whatever you guys wanted. Miller Lighter die. Okay. High life. Ugh, no. No. You gotta put fucking salt in high life, dude. No, you... Yeah, no. you do. Alright. According to my father, yes. So. It makes it taste better. Okay. It tastes like shit as it is, but salt just makes it taste like salty shit instead. So <laughs> At least the salt tastes good. True. I don't want salty shit, so... I'd... I've had salty shits before. Oh, I, yeah. How do you know this? You can smell it. Oh, you can smell it. Okay. Or well, just see, like you, I... you ingest too much ocean water? It's gotta I come out of somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't know. We got to, like, get in there and feel it and see how gritty it is. Yeah. I'm not That's your feeling salt my shit. Hey. I do every day. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you feel my shit? Yes. You just don't know that. <laughs> he does Weirdo. it internally, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Poke and swirl. Uh. That's why you can shit liquid, because I just ream you right out. Ah. Uh. Choke up on it, bud. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to talk. You got to talk. <laughs> Save the chest, you little bitch. <laughs> Be a man. This is um, where you need to be a big boy now. Yeah, Come man. On. So anyway, as of today, date of recording on the 30th, I posted on Facebook and I said something to the effect of, I hope everybody's ready for some sexy Civil War shit. Because we got some sexy Civil War shit. Oh, shit. And we can thank one of our own for this, uh, Jesse Green, who is uh, a member of the page that's like, hey, next time you do a history episode, you should check this out. While I was like in the middle of... Another one that I was like, this is okay. This is going to be all right. And then I started looking at this and I went, oh, that's way more fun. So Vercingetorix is going to have to wait. You know, have to. We only have so many people kicking the dicks off of the uh, the Romans. I'll say you're, you're hyping this one right up. So this is going to be good. So, yeah. So when it comes down to the Civil War, Vermont's got some pretty, pretty excellent history. Okay. We do. As a state. So considering at the time we had more cows and sheep than we did people, 
We still sent a bunch of men to fight all over the country. Um, Green Mountain Boys traveled as far south as to take play, uh, take part in the Battle of Chickamauga, which is between Tennessee and Georgia. But you would know that if you were on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash darkwindowspodcast. Good nice. plug. Damn right. $5 a month. Nice. Yeah. We'll get you an extra episode. And that second ep- that second story on that episode may have been fake. I still haven't figured it out yet. I think it was fa- I don't think it was real. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Um, but anyway, they, they went way the fuck down. I there. was saying it was fake. Wait, is that the the fake one? Yeah, I think I think it might have been not it real. It wasn't the light. The it was light with the shit. eyes and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that might have been not real. I'm not sure. Though. Or that motherfucker was high as a fucking kite. I think it was high as a kite. Either way, the history of that battle by itself was enough to just do an episode on because it was yeah. fucking nasty. Yeah. Um, so more notably, though, they did fight in Gettysburg. They did. And there's now a 60-foot-tall monument near Cemetery Ridge in Gettysburg for the Vermont That's troops. where we got our nickname. I think I know where this is going, and I have a picture of me standing in front of that monument. Oh, do you? Because yes. you're completely wrong. You have no idea where this is going, homie. Yeah, bitch. Okay. How it's dare gonna, you? Buckle up, pumpkin. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun. Um, what, 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 do you know what nickname we got at that battle? I know a lot of them. I, literally, I can pull the picture up. Actually, no. no. Just, just keep going. No, the nickname that we got. No. The nickname that we got at that battle was the Fire Eaters. Because yeah. you know why? Because we were charging into the battle while everybody else was charging away. Vermont was going, Pussies! Screw it! Or or, or, is, uh, or is Pickett would have called us, Oh, dear God, please no. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Which, by the way, he, he pulled that attack on... <sighs> he shouldn't have even attacked... So Pickett's charge, he walked into, I can't remember who the overall commander at Gettysburg's tent was, but he walked in. Well, it was. That was. The, that was no, the, it, it, there was somebody above Pickett because he was like, like well, like, the overall he, commander, it was Lee. Right. Well, was he at Gettysburg? Yeah. Okay. So he walked into his tent then and he said, do you really, do you still want me to attack? And he wasn't paying attention and there's flies going around. He's going like this, waving his hands. And Pickett took that as, oh yeah, cool. I'll, I'll just, I'll send my boys out. And we'll get our fucking dicks kicked in. Full send. You're welcome. No send. And now the only good thing that your name is even attached to is Pickett's Buffet, which has the best goddamn cornbread in the country. Where? It's in Gettysburg. Huh. The chef there, when we were there, was a very large black gentleman, like six foot six, like 250. Big, big dude. Hmm. I ate a full pan of, of uh, fucking... <laughs> cornbread while I was there and then as we're getting ready to leave this huge man just walks over to me I was like 15 and he's staring down at me he goes I thought you might like this and he hands me a box of it and I'm like you're very nice he looked like Michael Clark Duncan <laughs> so you can understand why I was like oh shit this guy's gonna kill me because I, 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 I ate all this shit I still have to go to Gettysburg yeah it's worth it no yeah the, the general that it's was amazing in, the general that was in charge of them was Which like was Brigadier General George Standard actually that was where I was headed yeah. And he's the man on top of the statue. Um, he was the commander of the 2nd Vermont Brigade that fought in the fields of Gettysburg. I bet I'm about to read that. <laughs> it's right about here. Hang on. Stand by as he reads this right uh, here. Nope. That's, I oh. actually think, yeah. So yeah, there's inscriptions all the way around the monument. So on the right side, it says 1st Vermont Brigade, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th Regiments. Brigadier General L.A. Grant commanding. Second, uh, second Brigade, Second Division, Sixth Corps. The brigade reached the field near Little Round Top in the afternoon of July second, eighteen sixty-three, by a force, uh, by um, 
by a force march of 32 miles. Yeah. Well, he had to tell them, he had to tell them the slow, he actually had, no, he had to send, I did a report on this, that's why I couldn't for college. He had to send a messenger ahead to tell the Vermont boys, slow the fuck down. Yeah. And they're like, because one one of the one of the uh, finger, no. one fuck of the regiment no. commanders when he left Vermont didn't have a weapon, no. and he got to just outside Both of Gettysburg of and he fucking bitch slapped some farmer and took his wood axe, yeah, and carried that That's, in. If you read that statue we'll, we'll, that I gave you, we'll get there, buddy. We'll get there. <laughs> I promise. Okay. Sorry about that. So uh, soon after, was assigned to the left Union flank, where it held line from the summit of Round Top to the uh, Towny Town Road until close of, until the close of battle. On the rear of the statue, 2nd Vermont, Vermont Brigade, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th, uh, 16th, 16th regiments. Speak. Brigadier General George Standard Commanding, 3rd Brigade, 3rd Division, 1st Corps. The, uh, the brigade arrived on Cemetery Hill July 1st, 1863. The 12th and 15th regiments were detached to guard the Corps trains. About sunset, July 2nd, the 13th, 14th, and 16th moved to the part of the field, retook Battery C, 5th U.S., and reestablished the Union line. So the South had broken part of the line to pieces. They oh, just yeah. smashed the shit out of them. And then a bunch of dudes that are like, oh, it's either this or we go home where it's 900 degrees with 40% humidity and uh, do nothing until it's too cold to go outside. Hence why we live up here. That's why we're fucking angry. All the time. Yeah. We're miserable. Plus, we're like, yeah. you know, we can go. It's either hot or cold. And we're not going to let those fuckers from Massachusetts and Connecticut get any credit. Oh, fuck no. 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 <laughs> this is our shit. <laughs> or New York at this time. Yeah. yeah. New York is still New York. It's mm. I mean, they did have. I will give credit where credit's due. They did have a couple good regiments. Out of New York. One. They had two. Massachusetts had some good ones that, you know, one of their, you know, monuments was vandalized by a certain three letter group because they don't understand what the fuck the monument was for. But, you know, mm-hmm. the same one of the 911 one, big dumb fucks. <laughs> it's just like you're going to vandalize a Civil War monument of the first African-American division that fought freely against in the country. <laughs> fuck are you doing against all that? Yeah, it's pretty fucking stupid. July 3rd, these regiments held the front line in advance of this spot. In the crisis of the day, the 13th and 16th changed, uh, charged front and advanced 200 yards to the right. They assaulted the flank of Pickett's division. The 16th then moved back 400 yards to the left and, uh, and charged the flank of Wilcox and Perry's brigades. Also, both of those guys are pretty fucking good generals. Um, and yeah. we put them on the run. The 14th supported these charges. The brigade captured three flags and many prisoners. So that means they, they took out three divisions yeah. of Southerners. Uh-huh. Okay? And these are dudes that probably didn't have goddamn shoes at the time. No. You know? Farm boys. Exactly. Farm boys and fucking hicks from the, from the mountains. Yeah. yeah. We like to refer to them as woodchucks, but... Oh, we're on. hobbits. No, we're woodchucks. We live in the woods. We don't need shoes. Exactly. <laughs> Fair. We're hobbits. All right. Welcome to the Shire, motherfucker. <laughs> Welcome to the rice fields. <laughs> I'm a land farmer, motherfucker. Okay. I don't so, break character until after. I don't break character until I've done the DVD commentary. <laughs> God damn, I love that movie. 
Oh, you couldn't make that now. Dude playing another dude. You couldn't make that now. (laughs) So on the left side, first Vermont cavalry. They had fucking horses. Either that or they were like, round up the cows. That that would have been more our style. I bet it was the cows. Yeah. Yeah. Cows and maple trees. As opposed to Danby, where they're like, round up the sheep and it's not to go to war. We weren't drinking. Hey, 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 hey. What? I grew up in Danby. I don't give a shit. Fuck you. I don't give a shit. They all fuck sheep. (laughs) Yeah. And their sisters. Yes. Not the sisters. And cousins. And cousins. Maybe long distance cousins. (laughs) Second. No, third or fourth. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's, okay, come on. It's, it's, okay. This is what they call Danby. That's what they say. It's where men and men and You're sheep are scared. You're getting awful defensive for a bunch of And women wish they're... <laughs> Ooh. Maybe we've learned something tonight, Kevin. <laughs> we... So, 1st Brigade, 3rd Division <laughs> Cavalry Corps. The regiment fought Stuart's cavalry at Hanover, June 30th, 1863, opposed Hampton's caval- uh, cavalry at Hunterstown, July 2nd, and charged forward... Uh, charged through the 1st Texas Infantry and upon the line of Laws Bridge at the foot of Round Top, July 3rd. So we ran a bunch of fucking Texans over with horses, too. Yeah. Um, well done. But, I mean, so, you know, cows. but cows. on the way to, to there, we, I mean, we, they were like, slow the fuck down because you're going too fast. And we were like, middle finger, we're getting there. Eat dicks. <laughs> Full center nose. We center. out. Pussies. Fuck around and find out. You know, so, and, and then they, were, they got their weapons, as Kevin said. You know, they're like, well, you're dead. You're not going to need that. Give me that. We got very Soviet. Or it was like, you're running away. I will take Give me that. that shit. You know, and then they get there and they're like, y'all got any extra shoes? I'll I take think, them too. I think it was standard that was, uh, he was back and he just saw, you know. We'll that, have to do a standalone episode on him at some point. Yeah, they just, they just he, saw he could do it. The, the, mm-hmm. the Vermont army coming in, you know, and, and progressing and the South was just fucking firing on them. They were just like, nah, screw they, it. They were just like, you know what? Here's my middle finger. It's ca- it's I'm ca- bringing the fucking fucking gun. Win, or we're gonna die. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like there's scene no in between. That scene of Band of Brothers where they're walking into the Ardan Forest and the fucking First Division's walking out. They're like, it's terrible in there, and they're like, bah. We got coats and shit. Why, we'll be all right. Why is the only thing I could think of with the theme song of We Are Soldiers? That's a good movie, though. I mean. I think I was a crazy son of a bitch, too. Fucking right he was. I mean, really, honestly, I mean, if, if, you know, the Revolutionary War, I mean, Vermont was, like, the one that fucking was like, listen, we're going to kick out the fucking French of a a place, and we're going to kick out the fucking English out of a place. We we sent a bunch of drunks over the the lake in a canoe to fucking nail (laughs) wigs to the walls. Listen, I'm going to do this. Wait, you got some maple syrup? Keep going, (laughs) but I'm going to just, at the end of this, I'm going to be like, okay, so in the long run. Don't e- fuck with Vermont. Ethan Allen's like in the boat. He's like, you guys go. I'm going to stay here and <sighs> keep an eye on the boat. <laughs> and his brother's like, he's fucking wasted. Just go. Because I, yeah, Ira's like. Ira, Ira Allen and fucking, I believe his name was Seth Williams were the mm-hmm. two guys that went Seth in there. Warren. Warren. Yes. The two guys that went in there and like laid fucking waste to the English. <laughs> like and Ethan Seth. Was- hammered. Yeah. But he, he's Paul Revere. He takes the credit for yeah, it. Yeah, Seth's like. Well, duh. Hey, Listen. When we tell everybody about this, we really can't say anything about, you know, Ethan because we don't want to let everybody know that he was drunk. And Ira's like I don't think it was a big deal back then. Oh, yeah, Ira was probably like, Listen, he's my brother, so we'll just say No, it's just a normal fucking day and then <laughs> We gotta be careful because we're drunk too. So we can't be throwing stones, you know. Um, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I mean I'm getting there, but 
I mean, if, if I had to fight in the Revolutionary War, I think having a, a couple couple beers would have been a good idea. Uh, um, probably about 30 at You got to stand there shoulder to shoulder with two other assholes on either side of you and just get shot to death? No, but we, good. I'd but be we hammered. But we didn't fight like that, though. We didn't. No, we no, we didn't. But No, you we know. were just... Green Mountain Boys were like... The blue coats did. Yeah. The sketchy bastards that yeah. hide behind maple trees. Yeah. yeah. Y'all seen The Patriot? That's what we did. Yeah. Uh... Except Francis Marion was way more badass than. But we also oh, were. But, yeah, but we also were like. I've got a book. You know, we were also like, "Hey, this is our place. We like to call it Vermont. We, Don't come in. We were we, we were the, the Vietnamese of the Revolutionary <laughs> <Yeah>. War. <laughs> Once again, welcome to the rice fields. The trees are speaking woodchuck. What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> the maple trees are speaking fucking maple. And you just catch Oof. a fucking tomahawk in the back of the head. Oof. Yeah, Shit. bud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm going to take that. Go for a rip. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Go take go my horse. A, go, go for a dart. <laughs> I'm going to take my horse to a buck train on Cook Road. Yeah. Uh-huh. Going down to fucking Cogman and get some catfish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That sounds like a good idea. Right? <laughs> so, another, oh, inscri- sideways. Yeah. another inscription <laughs> on here is for the very well-noted Vermont sharpshooters. Yes. Captain First USS. Oh, boy. That's not what that is. Company F. First USS, Company E, and H, Second USS, uh, Second Brigade, First Division, Third Corps. We have to know how to shoot somehow. I mean... How the fuck do you think we, we ate? It's true. You know? We didn't live in a city. No. We didn't have a city. No. no. We had a whorehouse about uh, 15 minutes from here. Not even that. Yeah. So July 2nd, Company F aided in checking the advance of Wilcox's brigade uh, west of Seminary Ridge. Companies E and H... Resisted Laws Bridge, west of Devil's Den, and upon Round Tops. Uh, upon the Round Tops, sorry, which would be Little Round Top and Big Round Top. Which where some shit was going down. Yeah, and fucking Devil's Den wasn't like a, a picnic and blowjob factory no. either. That I, was, but I have that picture of me at Devil's Den Rock. Devil's Den is, it, it, you can feel shit when you sit there. You, it, but it's fucking heavy. Little Round oh, yeah. Top and Big Round? No, Little Round Top and Big, what's the other one? Big Round Top. Big Round Top? Yeah. That's where the main was. Yeah. Holding the fucking shit down. Yeah, dude, that's, it's, yeah, Devil's Den was fucking intense. That's one of the rocks at Devil's Den. That's not you. That is me. That is old me. That is young me, sir. That's 2012 me. Well, that must be really, never mind. He was only four (laughs) foot six at the time. Exactly. Oh, you grew up. Oh. (laughs) Three inches. Oh. (laughs) Our little boy grew up. Little man. (laughs) July 3rd, the three companies took part in the repulsive pickets charge. Um, on the front of the monument, it says, in honor of her sons who fought in this field. So, yeah, that's that's what we done there in Gettysburg. So We done fuck some shit up. Yeah. So, I mean, again, things weren't all fucking puppies and rainbows for the Green Mountain State, you know, for the Green Mountain Boys during the Civil War, though. Um, you mean that picture? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Gettysburg is fucking amazing. Nice. If you have any... I took that picture. If you have any have to go there. any part it's of great. your brain that is fascinated with U.S. history, it's you amazing. need to go to one of these fucking national parks before stupid shit happens. It, yeah. It's amazing. Going to Gettysburg was probably the most life-changing thing I've ever done. It, it, pu- it puts you into a different mindset of, like, so many fucking people died here. Oh, yeah. Like, and you feel things Tons there. of people fucking died. Um, like, Devil's Den, there's a little creek that runs behind there. That for like four days after the battle, literally, red. literally ran red with blood because mm-hmm. there were so many corpses in it. 
It was fucking nuts. My dad, so we were on the top of Devil's Den, where, like, so the rock. Yeah, the, the big rock. The big rock, but you got just ahead of it. Yeah. Called the hamburger grinder or whatever. Yo, yeah, the, the rock field that's there. Yeah. So yeah. we were on top of that, and he goes, oh, I'm just going to try something, because he, he, he and my sister were part of, like, the whole paranormal recording, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So he goes, oh, I'm going to turn my voice recorder on. He did that, and his phone completely went static. No shit. Went, like, completely flipped out on him. Oh, yeah? And, like, wow. he wishes he still had it, because it was on an old phone. So that, that spot you're talking about, the Confederates sat up there. They mm-hmm. sat up there. Because the only way into there was through that little rock field. Yeah. And they would wait for dudes to step through because the rocks were big, but they're the really far up. apart. So they'd wait for guys to lose their footing and get stuck, and they'd just fucking blast them, or they'd run in and bayonet them. There was, uh, or they'd shoot them and make them into fucking hamburgers. Yeah, there, there was like uh, like five or 6,000 people died right there in like less than an acre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was intense. Um, so to get to the root of where we really want to get to in the story... That takes place in Vermont, we first have to go back to Kentucky, good old bluegrass state, in 1843, and the birth of a man by the name of Bennett Young. Oh, so we're not even in fucking Gettysburg today? No. Fuck! No. I'll say, I was actually getting Swinging really a miss on that fucking just hanging curveball. Oh, man. I'll say, he I wanted like it and missed. Me too. But this is this is... I still have to go there. This I, is fun. I think I want to have to You'll take You'll enjoy a, it. I, mean, I think I want to take we a trip. We need to go there, all of us. Yeah. I, I gotta take a trip then. I'm gonna have to take some it's time. Worth it. It's worth it. Don't go down for a couple days. Mm-mm. Go yeah, for at least for a week. week. We you went know. for a week. Yeah. Don't take any of the fucking bus tours either. Do it yourself. Drive it yourself. Walk the fields. Yeah. Because the, the bus tours. tours, you you take like the double decker bus tour. It's great. You see the whole battlefield in an hour. No. Because they're doing like fucking 20 miles an hour through it. And like, oh, this is over here. That's this. This is that. This is that. When we went went through the whole battlefield, it took us a day and a half just to go through the battlefield. So the only good thing that came out of the bus tour that we did was my dad bought a copy of the CD that plays with the bus tour. Then we went and drove it ourselves and got out and walked around spots. It was really cool. Um, So Bennett Young attended Bethel Academy in Jessamine County. Um, and he would also attend Center College in Danville, uh, where he was there until 1861. Way the fuck up north. No, no, no. Danville, Kentucky. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. No, it's like... Not well, there, is a, there is a Danville... Oh, I know. I've been there. Way the fuck Danville. up. Jesus. I'll say that. So, Danville, Kentucky is like southwest of Lexington. Oh. So, um, so he went to Center College there. And in 1861, when the Civil War kicks off, he's not drafted. He enlists voluntarily. Uh-huh. He uh, ends up joining Company B, uh, Captain William Lewis of Fayette County, 8th Regiment, uh, Colonel Leroy S. Clark, which got damn Leroy son. Jenkins. <laughs> who was part of Morgan's famous cavalry. Uh, he served under General Morgan, obviously, that guy here. and uh, Captain Morgan? No, he that was... Uh, Oh, uh, shit was his name. I can't I remember his name. But yeah, he was a real dude, though. Yes, he was. Um, so he was he was captured with General Morgan at Buffington Island in, in uh, Ohio, uh, and then was sent to Columbus to be imprisoned. Hmm. So that was back when Ohio was still like the fucking Wild West. Yeah. You know, Indiana was still Indian country, which, yep. you know, yep. makes sense when you look at the, the, the yeah. name. So uh, it wasn't it wasn't always just white people playing basketball, everybody. It was there was Indians there. At one point. 
There were some natives. There was. I would say more than a couple. Um, well, I mean, I mean, three of them. Well, by that time, well, technically, no, it was it wouldn't have been because at that point. Yeah, there, we would. We, um, we had borrowed no. it at that by that point. Well, no, but at that point, the real, the real uh, area that was still wild, I guess you would say, or or very dangerous to go through, would have been west of Kansas and Oklahoma. True, but I mean, still, like west of Kansas would have been, you know, yeah, true. You know, I mean, Kansas in general wouldn't have been a great place well, to be. Kansas was a fucking well. Just prior to the Civil War breaking out, Kansas was not a fucking great place. You, you can't have an event called Bleeding Kansas and be like, "Oh my God, this is great!" Yeah, you know, well, where people were fight, where brothers were fighting, literally fighting brothers, families beating each other to death in the streets. Over all, it. Oh yeah, all because of slavery. Yeah, Mason Dixon line. God damn, we got to do John Brown too. He... You want to talk about a crazy motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, he was a fucking fruitcake, but... Bat shit. Oh, yeah. Bat shit doesn't go on to it, but... Um, so after afterwards, he's transferred to Camp Douglas, uh, which, is, which was in Chicago, from which he escaped in January of 1864. Then from there, he makes his way up to Canada, because Chicago is really not that far in the grand scheme of things from Canada. You can get there across the lake. Or you go up through. You're not that far away. A few days of walking. Something like that. It's some walking, but... um, So realizing that it's now too late in the season to try to... A boat ride. Yeah, that too. A boot. A boot. So he's he's trying to get back into the U.S., and he's realized that at this point in time, it's too late in the season to come back down through the St. Lawrence. So he decides he's just going to... walk the ice. (sighs) I wouldn't walk to St. Lawrence. Fuck that. No way. It doesn't freeze. Yeah. So right about then. Well, what's the whole on? That depends. That depends. If it's toward Montreal, Quebec, maybe it does it, freeze. It won't like towards Montreal won't freeze. Yeah, because it's salt. No, it's because it's uh, rapids and all that shit. Uh, and part of it's salt water, so it won't freeze well, either. That's that's further, further out. That's like cor- That's like further past. Down. That's uh, further west, uh, east past, uh, past. Like above Maine. Oh that's, yeah. Anyway, because that's where you get the Greenland sharks, possible. You know, right. Coming in a little bit. So while he's there, he just decides randomly to enroll at the University of Toronto. Um, he stayed there until April when he fucking graduated from a college that he just randomly showed up at, um, and then was swept back into uh, a small little group of escaped Confederate troops. So there wasn't really a lot of blowback against Confederates in Canada. Because Canada was still a British territory at this point in time. Yeah. And the British were actually supportive of the Confederacy. Yep. So they didn't really care. For a while, they were. For a while. Um, until they were like, oh, we're just throwing money at a wasted a wasted <laughs> fight here, you know. Um, and, uh, when we get done with this, I have a question for both. I'll pose a question uh, for both of you. That has to... Back. No, that has to do with, you know, Civil War. Okay. I'm going to propose it. Just don't have to remember to actually say something about it but okay so he ends up taking his boys down the st lawrence and right straight to the west indies where they joined up with a ship running blockades against the union okay so you'd think you know being in the caribbean relaxing you got this beautiful water rum and fruity drinks all all of the shit that you can drink damn right got some sexy dark-skinned girls i maybe maybe they would avoid that but uh 
you know, being uh, Confederates and probably, whatnot. Probably not this early on, but eighteen sixty four. Nah, I'm pretty sure these guys would have been like, ha ha ha. No, you're supposed to be in the fields, darling. No, they yeah, would well, still no, I'm be talking like about the whole fruity drink. Eh, oh, dude, there was. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding? There's been rum in the Caribbean since the dawn of time. Where do you think the pirates hung out? Fair. Like you know the the the, the movies and stuff. Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. Got a jar of dirt. <laughs> I got a jar of dirt. I got a jar of dirt. <laughs> I, I, you see that thing during his trial? She's talking about he had a jar of cocaine, and somebody fucking played that over top of it. I laughed my of balls off. Uh, that was the fucking funniest thing ever. Um, he was so innocent in that one. Yeah. She was a batshit crazy bitch. She still is. So while he was daydreaming about all of the above things, the crew around him just starts dying. It's like, okay, and kind of snaps him out of it. And the, we got a problem. The blockader he's on has come under fire from, uh, you know, and a, a lot of the guys are panicking and dying. And Young just kind of jumps into action, and he starts assisting the onboard officers. He's running from station to station, and for his actions during this little spat here, he would be commissioned a first lieutenant in the Confederate Army while fighting on a boat. Okay. Huh? Doesn't sound a little strange to you? Listen. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, back then there. You done so goddamn good on water, kid, you're probably going to be good on land, too. You back know? then, they That's were. That's kind were... of a problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we had a Navy back then. Like, Not really. The Union had a Navy because we had the fucking uh, the Ironsides. The monitoring Merrimack? Yeah. So we had a, we had a Navy. It's like Confederates probably had a Navy. Just some dude out there blowing into a jug, like floating on a fucking door. <laughs> the overalls on, paddling. <laughs> just, just out there paddling on a fucking with old a door. Green, with a green shovel. He's like a white Cuban <laughs> floating. Well, no, the monitor and Merrimack. I'm paddling with my rifle, y'all. <laughs> the monitor was the South's and the Merrimack was ours. Yeah. So yeah. the, the South did have a. I was making a, a joke about the Southerners. I know. Southerners are podunk. No, but my, my brain so went... We, though. <laughs> my, my brain reverted well, yeah, back. Yeah, but at least we kicked ass. I don't know if you paid attention to the Civil War, buddy, but they uh, they, they got their licks in, too. They, well, I know uh, they did, but they once almost, again, the Vermont... Oh, well, yeah, us. As, yeah. Kicked their asses. Right. Listen, I mean, it wasn't until Vermont showed up. Exactly. Vermont doesn't fuck around. Right. That, I mean, which was... Vermont it, is the original FAFO. Yeah. Fuck around. Find out. So af- after he's commissioned uh, a first lieutenant, he's shot back up to Canada. He does some like small scale raiding over you know the Midwest areas. And it's the last thing that he does during the war, really, that we want to get into. So Shit. we're going to take our break a little bit earlier in the episode than that we normally would. But uh, it- shit's about to get real fucking crazy. Fuck yeah. So we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. You gotta not talk to do the break, though. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. It just, that, that popped, you, you said it, and it popped in my brain. It's hard to find good help. It is. Shut your mouth. So a, a bunch of sources <laughs> say that he traveled down the St. Lawrence River. Who are these sources? Historians. They're uh, mostly like Canadian historians. Oh, the they're real the fucking liars. Fucking Canadians. But, and they're not even good Canadians. They're french canadians which are disgusting yeah anybody on either side of quebec is okay because you got like the maritimes those are good people and then the rest of canada is fine i'm 
three quarters. So am I. I don't care. Fuck them. Goddamn snow frogs. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) I mean, I'm part snow frog as well. We need to make sure that there's French stuff on everything in every other fucking province in the country because we're Uh, too much of a bunch of pussies to actually secede like we kept talking about. Okay. So I I think this is less likely that he came down. Considering where he's... Where he's about to land, I don't think it's likely he came down the St. Lawrence River. How do you know? I think it's more likely that he jumped on a boat and took off south into Lake Champlain. And depending on where he left from, he either slid between Isle Lamont and Alberg, and then like North Hero, or between Alberg and Swanton. Either way, they would end up landing most of his crew here in St. Albans Bay. Well, you you, know, you realize you have to go down Saint- to Saint Lawrence. No. Yes, you do. You can go right into the lake. Yeah. You can. Lake Champlain goes into Canada. Yes, it does. It listen b- via. You have to go up through Lake Champlain. No, the, the, and you have to cut over. No, the top of the lake just goes right into Canada. Mm-hmm. But you have to take a. No, you ri- do not. You have to take a river. You have to take a river to get over to the sh- to look it up. No, dude, you can you can go That's right, right from the lake. Up right look now. it up. I I, um, I followed it one time because I was like, how do people get to the St. Lawrence? And to get to the St. Lawrence, you have to go up. There is an and then you have then you have to go over. What I'm saying is he would have probably hopped in somewhere near La Colle or St. Armand, which is up in Montreal, which is right in the lake. I yeah. mean, it is technically part of the St. Lawrence, but it's Lake Champlain, like right well, at the top. No, I mean, no, up, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. To get to the St. Lawrence, though. No, no, he, that's what I'm saying is they said he went down the St. Lawrence. I don't think he did. No, he did not. Because of where he landed. I don't think he went down the St. Lawrence. Unless he was way the fuck further north in Canada than Let's I see, thought he was. He was in South Hero. No, he did not go down. Isle of Mont- No. Well, where was he? It doesn't say. It just says that he came Near into St. Al- Albans Bay. Alberg. Via water. Yeah. So I'm thinking he, I think I'm thinking he hopped in the lake. So either way, they land in St. Albans Bay. They land most of his crew in St. Albans Bay. Yeah. The other about third of it shows up via the train from Montreal. Okay. Okay. So kind of before we we get into really what's going on here, need to jump back a little bit as to figure out why they're doing this. So all of the game planning for this event that's about to take place was done in Canada with one of two things being the reasoning for it. One, being revenge for, you know, the poor treatment of Southern POWs. Or two, which is the more obvious one, I think, need for cash. Oh, I know what we're talking about. Okay. So he wanted to somehow come up with about $200. Yeah, $200. That's not a lot. $200,000 for the Confederacy. I was say, back then, that's a lot of money. Yeah, well, we'll see what they get away with, though. Um so either way, they wanted to try to pull northern troops away from the fighting in the south. So we needed to attack a northern sit, a northern area to try to pull troops back away from the real hot shit going on down south. So the crew of like 18 to 22 rebels uh, start getting into town and they're going in in groups of two or three to not look fucking conspicuous and stick out like a sword dick sure you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so they make to make blending it easier um because this is saint albans yeah snow albans yeah so they they have to like give excuses to basically everybody that they talk to as to why they're there because southerners don't sound like us uh, we're mm-hmm. just 
We're here to see the foliage. No, we're leaf peeping. We're leaf peeping. We've been like, God damn it, get the fuck God, out. We just need to see a leaf peeping. Go back to Connecticut where you belong, you sons of bitches. I mean, they probably are like, wait a minute, where'd you come from? Ah, Canada. We're, Canada, like, eh? You don't sound like you're from Quebec. We're South Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> um, Extremely South Canadian. Yeah. But we're here to see the leaves. Um, so the crew consisted of uh, Bennett Young. So, uh, some of these names are fucking incredible. You will never hear more Southern names than what you're about to hear. Well, I don't know about that one. Bennett Henderson Young. Yeah. Squire Turner Tevis. That, yeah. Uh-huh. Alamanda Pope Bruce. That's Samuel a- Eugene Lackey. <laughs> Marcus Antonius Spur. Wow. Antonius. Pretty sure he's a defensive lineman for the Cowboys. That's that's just an old school name. Charles Moore Swagger. Swagger. George Chrisman Scott. Caleb McDowell Wallace. That's a great name. James Alexander Doty. Joseph Park Hill McGordy. Park, oh, did you say Park Hill? Park Hill. All one word. P-A-R-K-H-I-L-L. Park Hill. Oh. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Samuel Simpson Gregg. You didn't know that, that well, Park Hill, Doherty, whatever the fuck his name was. He, he was a lawyer back then, back in the day. <laughs> the law firm of stupid? <laughs> William <laughs> Dudley Moore. <laughs> oh, well, he, he was a town idiot. Thomas but. Broadston Collins. I'm a punch a bitch. Broadston? <laughs> Pro- uh, Broadston. Bronston. Sorry. Bro- Bronston? B-R-O-N-T-S-O-N. Oh, that would have been better if it was Bronston or right? whatever. William Hutchins Huntley. That's a great Referred name. to as William Huntley in local accounts that we're going to get into. William T. Tevis, brother of ah. above-mentioned Tevis. Well, oh. Lewis Singleton Price. Well. University. He- of Alabama. Is he from Can? If he's from Kentucky, maybe, might be. or, or is he from Virginia, Canada? John D. McGinnis. Oh, he is the of the McGinnis clan. Charles Hunt Higby, who we're going to talk about again. Oh. <laughs> it's fun. John L. Moss. Daniel Mock Butterworth. Ah, he uh, beca- yep, no, definitely he, from the south because it's fake maple syrup. Yeah, he became <laughs> Judge Butterworth. Daniel Mock Aunt Jemima. <laughs> oh shit. Charles Travis Daniel, John Lewis Mock, and Joseph Fielding Bettersworth. Bettersworth? Goddamn. Every, Bettersworth. every single one of these motherfuckers owned another human being. Imagine their Keep mo- that in mind. Imagine their mama. Pretty confident. I would imagine. With the exception of one that I know of didn't, but we'll get to him say, towards I the end. I guarantee most of them did. Just imagine yeah. their mama's yelling at him. So and so, get your ass over here, boy! Once they all got into town, the smell of mint julep was overwhelming. <laughs> Women just started and, passing and out Jum- from Jumaica the vapors. Fucking... Oh my stars! Do God, y'all have Do y'all have any oh, these, sweet tea? These southern gentlemen around. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Can I have where? where, where Pardon I find... me, sir, but could you tell me the time of day you have on your fine pocket watch? Where, where might I find a, a local establishment that serves tea? Where, Sweet tea. Where may that. I buy another human being? I mean, a pocket watch. <laughs> um, so accounts of the raid have come from research conducted by St. Albans historians, um, Charles E. Johnson, Donald Miner, and uh, Edmund Steele, and John Branch. And half of them speak French. John Branch Sr. was a boy that watched this whole thing happen. He was a kid when this happened. The St. Albans Messenger newspaper, Arc. Uh, Archive holds a day-to-day, a day-by-day account of the raid and its aftermath. 
<laughs> this just in. <laughs> so the raid was originally planned for October 18th of 1864. It had been but... too cold then. No, and no. Not for what we're going to do. It's fine. For them? <laughs> yeah, they, they fucking freeze to death. Uh, yeah. How do y'all live in here, this place? My lord, it's, it's barely above 35 <laughs> degrees out here by the lake. I do not understand how you hill folks survive. We go drill holes in ice, drink beer, and drop one line. It's liquor and body hair is what saves I us. mean, Appalachia's quite cold, y'all, but this is well, I'm just even saying colder. Ice we just drill one I, hole I'm, in the ice. I'm, I'm getting a feeling these are like Georgia Southerners. Oh, Georgia. Like, you know, I do declare. 60 degrees, my stars. Um, <laughs> so anyway. 60 degrees, that's, that's fucking wife beater and short. I should have brought a sweater. Oh, jeez. I say, we're over here and boxers Hello? going left. Oh, you just made a you, you made That's a burger. Right. That's all right. Dude, motherfucker, we're the state where people go out and shovel the driveways in a Patriots hoodie, sweat uh, like fucking sweatshorts and Crocs, okay? I have a guy that literally today, it was freezing rain, and up on the mountain where we were all delivering was iced over. Yeah. The motherfucker was in a sweatshirt and shorts. Yep. I'm like, bruh. Yeah. We all look like Bruce, like fucking Bill <laughs> Belichick, okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Swe- I, I, sweatshirt with no sleeves. Fuck that. Course, course, nice and toasty. We're good. You want us to go? Yeah. You want me to go shovel? I don't feel like getting totally dressed. Yeah. Okay, so I got my my flannel pajama bottoms. Yeah. Boots. Will that work? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, and I threw on a toque. Snow's not that deep. I'm wearing my slippers. <laughs> All right. Um, That's true. So the raid was set to take place October 18th of 1864, but some of the Confeder- uh, Confederates are still kind of trickling into town from the train. Um, they and, are suffering from sickness. Well, they also didn't realize that the 18th was the you know, weekly butter day, which is market day. Motherfuckers. Is that we- like the first? It's the 18th. No, this is before fucking EBT cards, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. This That's is the first and the 16th. This is like... First and the 15th. Whatever. This is like a farmer's market, but with like less hippies. Okay. We yeah. didn't have hippies back then. And we would have sent them all north, east of like, you know, east of there to... Fucking Northeast Kingdom where they goddamn belong with their smelly feet. No, at that point, they would have just been shot there, too. That's fine, too. I'm f- I, I I'm concur. So okay with that. They would have been like, <laughs> please go down south. So the higher-ups of the group start having their uh, have their little meeting. Um, and as this meeting's going on, another one is just kind of entering the room, and he's heard rumors that the following day, the 19th, about 40 of the men in town, including the town sheriff, would all be out of town in either Burlington for a Supreme Court hearing or in Montpelier for the legislature. Shocker. Yeah. And that was a long fucking distance back then. Bernie Sanders was 16 years old when this happened. (laughs) He was. He was still in Brooklyn, where he belongs, but... I mean, um, well... Never mind. So the men met on the morning of the 19th in the room that Bennett was uh, renting at the Tremont House, which is now the location of St. Albans Town Hall, um, which is on North Main Street. Shocker. Um, and this is just a refresher course, basically, for everything that they'd been planning back in Canada. Um, oh, Canada. So, in order to in order to disguise their objectives, some of the band first traveled to say, uh, to Burlington and Essex Junction, and then doubled back north, either by train or carriage, back to St. Albans. They stayed in the American Hotel at the corner of North Main and Lake Streets, and at the St. Albans House on the corner of Lake and Catherine uh, Streets. Uh, both of which are still there today. Both of those buildings are still there. Mm. Um, 
Others roomed at the Willard, which is a boarding house on Lake Street, where the Vermont District Court is now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the big question is probably why pick St. Albans? You know, there wasn't a Walmart or a Dollar General or a Maple Fields or CDL sugaring equipment. Not even a fucking creamy stand yet. Because they pronounce it Snalbins. Yeah, well, they, they deserve whatever they got. But Albans. there was. Hold on. I'm trying to think of the other maple syrup place that used to be in Route 1. LaPierre? No. Um, yeah, you know. Um, Dominion and Grimm. Ah, there you go. Yes, they were actually around. They, yeah. G. The reason H. Grimm. I know this is because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sugar maker. Yeah, G.H. Yeah. Grimm. <laughs> Did you know that at that building? It's a little you're, sidetrack. You're a little sidetrack here. I say I live right around the corner. Did you know? Because <laughs> have you ever actually been in that building, like downstairs or anything? about fucking thirty thousand times? Okay, but I'm saying, but have you looked or, like gone around any of that oh, building? Yeah. Okay. Well, I used to do. I don't know what the hell I used to do there. Something there, and I went downstairs in the basement. Get fingered. Prostitution. Um. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know this until I was talking to one of the guys. They used to actually have a, uh, um, a horse down there, that used like a, to uh, a, a horse, horse. Still okay. prostitution. No, I'm like, I wanted to make sure it wasn't like a, a, a fucking like coin operated thing. I'm like, what the fuck is no. going on here? <laughs> no, because that used to be like their one of their big hubs for maple sugaring. So the and horse was running like a mill or something. Yeah, it would okay. it would run a fucking run, go around in circles, right? And, and like do I don't know, can't remember exactly what the fuck it did, but it was it was inside downstairs, you know, just going. Yeah, it's around. operating a mill most likely. A mill or whatever the fuck they they had going because they had to probably run machines, you know. Yeah. Back in the day, with generating electricity, and uh, they probably so they probably had one up that way. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, so the, the reason we want to hit St. Albans is because there's a bunch of banks there. And then there's also Swanton close by, which is also another target for this raid. Because there's Swanton. another there's another bank in Swanton. Um, Swanton's another good freaking maple syrup area. Yeah, but there's nothing there, man. Just maple syrup. Yeah, that's it. Maple yeah. syrup and I'm... Snowmobiles and, uh, you know, you know Jesus cows. Christ. Heroin. Heroin. Yep. And cows. Yeah, because you get the heroin coming over from Plattsburgh. Yeah. 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 Right off the ferry. Yeah. Always need the, always need the heroin. Spike up. Um, so, another reason to hit St. Albans was that, despite the fact that Jov- uh, Governor, Governor, ah. Governor of Vermont, J. Gregory Smith, was very pro-war, there were no military units in the area. No. Okay, so everybody of fighting age that wanted to fight, there hit the go. fucking bricks, go. Here's a gun. Go find one. And that's what they did. So the out-of-towners made themselves familiar with the targets. The First National Bank, which is on the south half of uh, Fairfield Street. Not that we needed a fucking military. No, because we got we got fucking Vermonters here. Yeah, we were the military. Yeah. <laughs> we're crazy as motherfuckers. Um, so the that bank was on the south half of Fairfield Street. The Franklin County Bank uh, and the St. Albans Bank. So there's three big banks here. Yeah. They scouted out the entire town uh, around the banks, um, an area of about a, a half a mile square. And then about two miles north of town, so they knew where they were, you know, to familiarize themselves with their escape route, basically. They made notes about the population of the town. There was about 4,000 people there, and about 600 of them worked um, at the Central Vermont uh, Railway Shops and another 50 at the Foundry, which were kind of not quite next door to each other, but a couple buildings away from each other. Mm -hmm. So they knew that the male population of the town, if they made too much noise would come out and just smoke the dog shit out of them in the streets. No questions asked. That's just how it would happen. It's not the men you have to worry about. It's the women. Well, 
Because they can shoot, too. Yeah, but the menfolk would have been like, I'm going to fucking kill you with my bare hands if I have to. Not every, kill him with their pinky toe. Not every woman in Vermont was built like my grandmother, who would have gone out and just spanked the asses off of all of these guys. Your grandmother or your mom? No, my, my dad's mom. Yeah. I who was say, built like me. Even your mom. I, and make it willing to fight everything. You, you, she, she'd beat the shit out of half these dudes. Oh. Line them up and knock them out. She knocked my dad out once. <laughs> him and my mom were play fighting and she didn't like it. And she fucking popped him. Knocked his ass out in the kitchen. Yeah, but back then, <laughs> back then... Women were built different. Yeah, like I'm still afraid of your mother. You should be. I mean, your mother's a tank. She's my, five foot one, and she'll beat the dick out of you. Five foot one, but she is like a brute. My yeah. great, but I love your mother. Yeah, my, me too. She's my our, great, great, sweetheart, great grandfather, who was like damn near seven foot tall, got knocked the fuck out by his <laughs> five foot. You tall. had seven foot tall in your family. Must be nice. <laughs> Tallest person in his family is four foot seven. <laughs> That's him. I'm the tallest one in my family. So the the plan here is to corral everybody in town into the village square and keep them from raising an alarm. Um, because after they hit these banks, then they're gonna ride to Swanton and hit whatever they can there and escape north. Okay. So as the meeting comes to a close, Young reminded the crew that. Um, uh, he reminded the crew that was in charge of stealing the horses to have them ready and waiting. Saddle, stirrup, reins, ready to go. Want to hit these banks, hit horses, and hit the road. That's where we want to go. a lot of guys. 22. Okay. So you only need a few to rob a bank. You need some to keep the town. You need more dudes stealing horses than you do robbing banks. Um, so all of the raiders carried a leather, uh, a leather kit bag called a Morocco satchel, a pair of these pretty sweet-ass 36 caliber Colt Navy revolvers, um, so another thing to keep in mind is the oldest of these men was 37 years old. The rest of them are quite a bit younger, like early to mid twenties younger. Um, so you got a bunch of young dudes and a couple of old bucks that are just like, I, I don't give a shit. I'll go out and do some stupid stuff with you. So the crew steps out of the tree mot and into the street after throwing a bottle of Greek fire into the laundry room. Oh, Jesus. Uh, it never ignited. So this is how the rest of this is going to take place. I've got this shit that if you shake it in a glass bottle and throw it at stuff, it'll explode. And then if you throw water on it, it spreads it. Huh? Greek fire is fucking intense. Where is this shit? It's basically napalm. No, where do you, you have some? No, no. Oh, damn it. Um, so, but it's, but you <laughs> say, let's go have some fucking fun. But like Fuck you, you basically podcast. just shake it up and throw it and break the bottle. And that's enough and to, to cause the fire to start. Hmm. And you throw water on it and it just spreads the fire. Cause it's like oil based. Hmm. Um, so the shit doesn't explode, doesn't catch fire. Is it bad? I just got excited though. No, you're a firefighter. You're supposed to be excited about burning things, you know? Um, so Bennett Young approached two men outside and said, as an officer of the Confederate service, I and my men are going to take this town and shoot anyone that resists. Uh, one of them laughed in his face. thinking it was a joke. Shot Um, him in the dick. Until the church bell struck three o'clock and gunshots sounded from the other side of town. He then yelled for all to hear, I take possession of this town in the name of the Confederate States of America. <laughs> you dumb son of a bitch! And, uh, <laughs> you were an idiot. At that, his men start wrangling people up from their homes and businesses and bringing them out into the village green at Pistol Point. Uh, so with dark skies and rain threatening, they entered the St. Albans Bank. Somebody yelled, Papa, Papa, 
Odemaya Jones. Dude, this is where <laughs> shit got snatched. This is where shit gets goofy, okay? So Cyrus Bishop was in the bank taking care of some business with Martin Seymour, who was behind the counter. That is a northern name as fuck. Oh, yeah, fucking Martin Seymour. Yeah, that motherfucker owns a hardware store, okay? <laughs> At least two of them. He owns I mean, a series of hardware stores, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's Martin's in Middlebury, so. The, the only place that I can think of off the top of my head that still has a Radio Shack. Yeah. Martin's Ace Hardware in Middlebury. Uh, I think they just got no, bought No, they got rid of it. Oh, they did? They just got God bought out. Okay. Um, so Collins, Spur, Price, and Squire Tevis enter the bank, guns out, and one of them kicked the inner door that was behind the, the, the gate. He kicked that door in ah. to get in behind with the teller, and he fucking booted this door straight into Seymour's head. Oof. Uh, the new hostages were ordered to keep silent and told uh, their four assailants were Confederate soldiers who had come to take the town and exact revenge and vengeance for the plunder Union soldiers had been doing, quote, doing to the Shenandoah Valley. I'm pretty sure they're past the silent side of things. Yeah. So the Confederates have no idea that the exact same day, General jo- uh, General Philip Sheridan has fought off an attack and then handed Jubal Early, who might be the most southern motherfucker that's ever existed, handed him his dick in an old-timey Ziploc bag at the Battle of Cedar Creek in Virginia. Uh-huh. Okay. This is a battle that would essentially lead to the South losing the Shenandoah Valley. Yeah. Because the Shenan- that was a That was a pretty... That was brutal fighting. Yeah. And just to add a little bit of insult to unknown injury, the Green Mountain Boys of Vermont's 8th Regiment were the real powerhouse that put the battle in favor of the North. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So it's kind of like... Shocker. It's kind of like fucking preemptive revenge. Like, oh, you sons of bitches. You know... Even though they had no idea. And then they probably... Somebody, they Motherfuckers co- didn't have Twitter to find out who was fighting where. Yeah, but they got a fucking thing. They, like, come along. They're like, what? boom, 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 boom. Oh, I'm good. Thank you. No. <laughs> coaster. <laughs> Motherfucker needs a coaster. Okay. Sir, I got yelled at. He I yell at him for at. coasters every time, dude. <laughs> I'm just, I just wait for it, you know? So the robbers, having locked the bank door, fill their kit bags and pockets with bank notes. Um, and we're, we're talking, we're taking everything we can find. The money that's on the table, the money that's in the till underneath the counter. They took the money out of fucking Bishop's pockets, okay? You cocksuckers. They robbed these motherfuckers in the bank blind. You do not rob fucking Bishop Williams. They're, they're not John Dillinger. They're not there for the bank's money. They're there for everybody's money. Because these they're are rude, rude they're, men. They're there for everything. Yeah. How dare you rob Pastor Johnson? Now you're going to get your balls slapped. Pastor Johnson is loading a shotgun as we speak. He probably um, is. is that, so a cattleman's gun? No, it just would have been a like, side-by-side bird gun, probably. Oh. He's a priest. He's a man well, of the cloth. Heard, He's not have, have not a man the, of violence. Have yeah. you heard the song? What? Cattleman's gun? Probably. It's a priest that shoots a fucking cattleman. Okay. Hey, I can get down with that. Listen to it. Um, it's a good tune. So, Sorry about that. However, <laughs> during these uh, these moments that are becoming more and more urgent... The bandits failed to discover $9,000 in a drawer under the bank counter. Stupid bastard. Okay. Dumbass. <laughs> they found $1,500 in bagged silver, and that was too heavy to carry. So they took $400 of it. But they're... Uh-huh. But uh, there's 9000 It's going to get so much better. Oh, God. It's going to get so much better. The first bank customer, unfortunate enough to try to get in after the door had been locked, was Samuel Breck. Um, he's one of the owners of the gentleman's furnishing store next door, which I'm assuming is a men's clothing store. 
Probably. Okay. It's not for men's furniture. No. Because I don't, I don't know if there's gender specific furniture. Is there? Uh, I don't no. think so. I don't know. I really don't think. Maybe one of those chairs with a hole in it so you can shit while you're sitting down. Not but everybody maybe. can use that. What? Women can use it twice. Fuck yeah. That's just a potty. Well, we can too. We just gotta tuck. <sighs> Fuck that. That's just a potty. Not if it's a fucking recliner. No. Well, they did have those too. That's true. Um. That so, was a, is an indoor shitter. That was that was, really yeah, you put no. a bucket underneath it. Yeah, yeah, really. That's what they had. It was like basically like a kitchen chair with a hole cut in. Yeah, you just sit down and shit in. So my shop. Yeah. <laughs> or now what we would have would be the bumper dumper if you've ever seen those. Oh hell it was, yeah! It yeah. was the prelude to the uh, before they actually you just have had to have a trailer hitch indoor, for the bumper dumper. Well, no, so my shop. I only have right now. I got a five gallon bucket to piss in. Eh, whatever. It, Instead it, of opening the door because it's got a security system, so my wife knows when I'm drinking too much because the door opens like every seven minutes because you're an idiot uh <laughs> you know <laughs> so samuel brack knocks you on know. the door and it opens a little bit just enough for one of the raiders to just kind of stick an eyeball out and a pistol out god damn you jeremiah jones open up this goddamn he, did, he just did a will smith thing on the freaking haitians well in he bad boys episode he looks brack in the face and says i take deposits and uh, relieved him of his $393 that he had. Um, and not long after that, Morris Roach suffers the same fate, losing $210 that his boss had gave him to go put into the bank for the business. When the fuck are they going to just say, all right, well, we're going to lose about 50 cents in a lead... Well, these people don't know that the, that the bank's being robbed. These two guys have no fucking clue what's going on. They just walked into this. So Breck and Roach are now forced into the back director's room where Collins uh, is lecturing them, you know, giving them a bunch of shit about how General Sheridan, um, you know, he was responsible for this, that, you know, all this. Just basically being a fucking sore loser, you know. Being a douche. Yeah. Meanwhile, outside, Meanwhile, little, jo- little Johnny's running through the streets because they just got a telegram. Meanwhile, uh, back at the ranch. <laughs> so speaking of meanwhile. Seymour, at this point in time, has regained consciousness, and he's had enough of their shit. They start asking him, you know, where, you know, where's the gold? Where's this, that, the other? Up your ass, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, they demand him to, they demand him to take time and do an inventory, um, saying that they, they are truly, that, saying that if this is truly an act of war, the bank would post a government claim to cover its losses. And he's like, and that's what he says to them. And uh, this guy responds, quote, Damn your government, hold up your hands. Um, he then forced all of these guys, quote, to solemnly swear to obey and respect the Constitution of the Confederate States of America. Eh. Wrong. Okay. <laughs> Collins then wrong. told him that nobody in town would be firing at them uh, or reporting the robbery until at least 5 p.m. So basically, we're going to do this shit, and you ain't going to say a word about it for a couple hours. Enough to get out. Right. Seymour is credited with preventing a Wrong. much larger theft. Wrong. Um, he <laughs> he knew the location of about eighty thousand dollars in the bank that he did not tell them where it was. <laughs> okay, so he didn't di- forget about that one too because it was too heavy. He diverted <laughs> the robber's attention from the from an additional fifty thousand dollars in cash and an equal amount and new still uncut St. Albans uh, banknotes. Okay. The robbers left more money in the bank than they took. What the fuck? Which lo- some suspected 
maybe these guys are drunk. Um, because there was one witness that reported, quote, no, no, they're Southerners. Well, one witness reported, quote, a rank atmosphere of alcoholic fumes coming from the robbers. Um, there's no clear indication that these guys were drunk. It's more likely that they were smelling the bottles of Greek fire that they had in their pouches because this shit smells like booze, apparently. Because it's pure alcohol. Right. So how there's, uh, so the effectiveness of their actions would seem to argue the opposite, that they really weren't drunk. They were just being... Southerners. No, they're they're being outsmarted by people that they would think are below them because they're just, oh, these guys work in a bank. They're not soldiers. And they're northerners. Yeah. So the St. Albans bank heist ended about as suddenly as it begun. Uh, the raiders hearing a report of firearms on the street began to exit. Two remained a couple a couple minutes longer. Um they pointed their, you know, waving fucking guns around, being dickheads. Then they go out the back door. The next bank, uh, ooh, the next bank with business would be the uh, be the Franklin County Bank. Uh, Jackson Clark, a local woodcutter, was in the bank with uh, uh, when this Huntley dickhead from down south steps in and asked the cashier Marcus Beardsley about the price and availability of gold. Um, he refers Huntley to James Russell, uh, James, I'm sorry, James Russell Armington. Uh, who had come in to do the exact same thing in the bank. You know, I need to figure out where I can trade my shit in for some gold. Armington sold two pieces of gold to Huntley and then left with James Sachs, uh, with whom Clark had been talking to when the Raiders walked in. With just Huntley, the bank... Uh, so with just Huntley, the banker, and Jackson in the bank, Huntley drew his piece and uh, told him that there is over 100 Confederate soldiers that are now in town they're planning on burning St. Albans to the ground after they get done robbing the banks. Uh, Clark made a dash for the door, but was ordered back and threatened with death if he moved again. Huntley then ordered, quote, all your greenbacks, bills, and property of every description. As the loot was being gathered, Clark again makes an escape attempt. Um, but this time, they kind of just fucking, like, buffaloed him with a revolver and, like, get your ass in the vault. So Huntley rounds everybody else up, forces them into the vault. Uh, the bank cashier tells him, like, if you put us in the vault, you're effectively going to kill us because it's airtight. Um, and you ain't going to get no money. And uh, Huntley responded by saying, you are treating people in the South in the same manner. You're taking all these Southerners and throwing them in bank vaults, too, you piece of shit. We weren't. We were just shooting them in the face out in the open fields. Yeah, we um, weren't making them suffer. We were just right. So the vault doors closed with Beardsley and Clark left to wonder whether they were going to be burned alive when they torched the town um, or if they were just going to suffocate in this fucking bank vault. Luckily, soon after the robbers, Armington and Dana R. Bailey entered the bank. Uh, they'd heard the captives yelling and uh, they were able to set them free. So accounts kind of waver here, whether if Beardsley instructed the men on how to open the vault or if they found a key somewhere or if it was still in the door. Because obviously you don't want to give fucking everybody in town the key to the vault. Yeah, the yeah, bank. yeah. Of course not. Might be a bad idea. That'd be a very um, bad idea. So the men had been confined in the vault for about 20 minutes. Um, and when they got out, they saw the guys fleeing north. Um, everything's said and done. The cash has been recounted in the bank. It's agreed that about $70,000 has been taken from the Franklin, Franklin County Bank. So they hit this bank for quite a bit. I'll say a lot more than the last one. Yeah, the other one they got like fucking pocket change and lint, essentially. I'll say shit, I got more in my pockets. 
This is my favorite part of this entire story. All that's going on there. The first National Bank of St. Albans is getting hit at the same time. By the, completely different entity. Yeah, by completely different guys here. So when the Raiders entered the bank, the clerk, Albert Souls, was in his office with 90-year-old John Nason. So John Nason, if he was around now at the same age, is what they would have run on WCAX as one of their super seniors, you know? Yeah. Um, Clint Eastwood. Well, <laughs> uh, so... He was the head of the Franklin County Militia uh, during the Canadian Rebellion of 1837 to 1839. So he is the new Banyan West there that's got the range. No, not really. This this was back when you could be in a militia and not be considered a white supremacist for being in a militia. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'll say, because I know Banyan. I've delivered to him. He's not. He seems like a decent guy. He's He's just getting fucking railroaded because people don't want to hear guns all the time. Yeah. Great guy. And uh, during the War of 1812, he reached the rank of fucking general. Oh. Um, Wallace and a fellow robber leveled their revolvers on their targets, and uh, Souls made note that Wallace's hands were shaking when he shouted, If you offer any resistance, I will shoot you dead. Another ra- uh, another one of the raiders, McGordy, started filling his pockets with banknotes and treasury bonds from the safe. The whole time this is going on, John Nason went from looking at the rebels back to his newspaper. Just completely fucking unbothered by the entire I'm situation. I'm going to finish l- looking at the obituary This here. man is 90 years old. Uh-huh. Okay? No give a fuck. I get, like, Clint Eastwood, Gran Torino vibes. You know? <laughs> what you get off my property. Get off what, my lawn. What you don't understand is... <laughs> fucking it, swap rats. What, what's happening is there's either a double click. They'll just hear a double click. Click, click. Or it'll be just a click. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I have a feeling it's about to get a lot better. So at one point, another raider yells, shoot the old cuss, and nobody thought that that was a good idea. So while these southern turds are out loading their satchels, William Bladesdell walks in and asks, what the hell is going on in here? Uh, One of the raiders steps to him and says, we're robbing the bank. What are you going to do about it? Um, And Bladesdell was apparently fucking big ol' fucking boy. Big hoss. Oh, yeah. Um, he grabbed the Confederate pistol and then literally just fell on top of the guy and pinned him to the ground. Jesus. Okay. Um, so he's beating the loving shit out of this guy. And as he's just pounding his face, another raider puts the pistol to the back of his skull and basically tells him to stand up or I'm going to shoot you. So at this point in time, General John Nason folds his newspaper and stands up and suggests that, quote, Two upon one isn't a fair fight. <laughs> okay. Fuck yes. One of them escorts the old man from the bank uh, ahead of the others that are now about $58,000 richer after they pilfered it from the bank. Um, the writer with Nason said that he was a gentleman and he would never shoot an old man, to which Nason responded, and I fucking quote, even without my glasses, I can tell there's no gentleman in front of me. Oh. God damn yes. right. <laughs> and you know that guy just went, oh, Pure bread oh. of honor right there. Just got done tapping fucking maple oh, trees. Dude, he's, like, cows. he's like, gentlemen, you're a motherfucker is what you are. <laughs> you are a bitch. So he goes back and uh, he joins the rest of the people in the town square. And they go back into where McGordy is in the bank with just the uh, the, the teller. Um, who's He's trying to get souls to let him into the safe, right? Um, So he opens the safe and there's like five bags just tied off in the safe 
McGordy grabs one and he goes, what's in here? And Souls tells him they're full of unrolled pennies. Yo mama. <laughs> so he goes, okay, we'll see about that. He unties the bag and upends it. And it is just full of unrolled pennies. All right, now you gotta, now you gotta reload it all. If he had grabbed any of the other three bags and upended them, he would have covered the floor in goddamn gold. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so he left the other bags in the safe. Because what the fuck do I want with unrolled pennies? Didn't even look. Uh-huh. <laughs> Comedy of fucking errors. What a this made me so idiot. happy to really, as I was reading this, I was like, these guys are retarded. Oh, what an idiot. <laughs> look at these fucking dummies. You always want to clear every bag. Yeah, you check everything. Even if you think it's just fucking nickels or some shit, you check it all. Yeah. So with all the banks robbed, which only took about 15 minutes, by the way, um, the total stolen would be placed at about $208,000. So unfortunately, this piece of shit got the money he wanted. I thought that, I thought this was a completely different entity. Oh, no. this The banks are all being robbed by these Confederate soldiers. Just different know. groups of them are going to each oh, bank. Oh, I thought it was all completely different. Okay. So in today's money, that's the equivalent of $3,796,000 dollars 331 So one good bank heist. Yeah, but they hit three. Ooh. They hit three banks, and that's what they got out of it. You can hit one at a decent, good... Well, I, th- I think the most that the guys from... Um, I think the most North Hollywood they got came away with was like 712000 or some shit like that. And the guys in Miami, they were... They were you know, North Hollywood is pretty... Re- they were pretty yeah, retarded, but... though. No, no, dude. They fucking knew what they were doing. No, they knew how to fight. Had the, had that cop car not been rolling by when they when they walked in, they, they would have been fine. A lot more. What what did the ones take in Rowland? I guarantee oh, they took more than a that. mil in that fucking car, that armored car. Yeah, a mil, easy. Oh, fuck yeah, easy. Because that is still have yet to be caught. That had, that had just pulled deposits from damn near every bank in town. And mm-hmm. I can guarantee you that car, that armored car, is still parked in a fucking boarded up garage somewhere in Rowland City, waiting. Huh? I would say they they've still yet to get them. No, they never will. No, because they you know it's too late now. It was the people that were in the fucking armored car that robbed it. <laughs> you don't rob that. You don't get that much money and have it not be an inside job. No. Um. So later on down the line, thirteen of these raiders would have would be captured, um, and about eighty six thousand dollars confiscated from them, which means that about a hundred and twenty thousand dollars total vanished into the coffers of the Confederacy. Or into the pockets of the men that, you know, carried out the raid. Does, does this old Clint Eastwood come back into play? No, no. Fuck. So the Confederates, not doing the robbing. He was going to get back into it. No, he just had that one real good, like, fuck you, you piece of shit kind of line, you know? No, no I was really hoping he was going to, like, completely just <sighs> eat, take the floor. We, 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 got a, we got another guy, though, that we're going to oh, get okay. to here, okay? Jesus, we ain't done yet. No, God, no. Fuck. Um, uh, let's see here. So the Confederate, be quick. <laughs> the Confederates not doing the robbing were put on street detail, which they rounded up everyone from town, uh, pushed them all to the village green again, and they're getting horses ready for the escape. And uh, they did good enough that nobody from the train buildings or the foundries raised an alarm. They left those two areas alone. We're not going to fuck with this because this is where all the men are. Yeah. And that's a bad idea. So six to eight persons... Uh, we're already being held in the park um, when Collins Huntington, a St. Albans resident, appeared on Main Street uh, near the American Hotel. A raider touched him on the shoulder and ordered him to pass over uh, pass over to the holding area. 
Huntington, thinking the man was fucking drunk or involved in some kind of prank, just ignored him. <laughs> ah, fuck it, whatever. Uh, the Raiders shot him, and the uh, the ball struck Huntington in the back and glanced off a rib. Um, so bleeding from his wound, Huntington now crosses Main Street to go to the park like he was told to do in the first place. Um, That's a good idea now. He'd be the first civilian shot in this whole thing, and he would survive his injury. Hmm. Uh, one horse was stolen from Gilmore's livery stable and several from Fields and Fuller's livery stables, all located on Lake Street. Um, proceeding north, the Raiders obtained uh, saddles, bridles, uh, saddle blankets, all this shit from Bedard's harness shop on the east side of Main Street. Say Lake Street, if we're talking Vermont, it's still there. Yeah, it very well could be. Um, more horses are stolen from Fuller's other livery stable, uh, situated behind the Tremont house where this whole thing fucking kicked off from Leonard Bimming, uh, Bimmington, Leonard Binghamton, Bingham, Jesus Christ speak. Leonard Bingham was coming up Lake street when uh, young was climbing onto a stolen horse. Bingham tried and failed to get him off the animal. And for his trouble was quote, slightly shot in the abdomen. Slightly. Yeah. Slightly shot. How in the do abdomen. you, uh, I'm telling you, that's what the quote said that I was reading. So I was like, okay, we'll put it in that way. Probably a um, 22. So he was slightly shot in the abdomen. No, they had 36, uh, 36 caliber fucking ball, like, revolvers. Ooh, yeah. right. This was after 12 shots had been fired in his general direction. So they hit him kind of with one out of 12. That was a graze. Yeah. Um, uh, Leonard Cross, who owned the photography, uh, photography shop right there, kind of steps out to the side to see what the gunshots are all about. Um, like most of us that grow up in Vermont, he wasn't scared by the gunshots. He was, he was a curious boy. Like what the fuck's going on? Um, sees a man riding down the street on a horse and he goes, what are you celebrating for? Um, to which, uh, Bennett young responds, I'll let you know. And then, uh, let rip with a shot that, uh, stuck in the fucking door frame about an inch from Cross's head. Just missed him. Oh yeah, Whew, man. Kevin, you're going to love this one. Okay. Elinus Morrison. Elinus? E-L-I-N-U-S. Elinus. That's like a Euclid. That's an old-ass name. That. I like that, that name. old name. So he was a contractor. Oh, you're an old soul-loving name. I am. I do like that name. Yeah. I saw one yesterday. It's right up there with about like a, like a Hiram for me. I like that name a lot, too. I, I saw yeah. one yesterday. I, I don't That's remember. That's Hank Williams' like, actual first name. I saw yeah, one I yesterday that I, I I can't remember the I mean, fucking name even was. Your kid, but still so. so Declan. That's yeah. an old name. It is. There, there's a name I saw yesterday at uh, on the roll uh, for um, uh, North Clarendon. I can't uh, somebody who fought in whatever war, and I was like, "Whoa, that is a badass fucking name." It's a street name. What was it? No, it's it's just some. I can't remember what the guy's name was, but it was it was, it was a. It was a fucking, like, one of those names that was like, whoa. <laughs> so, so. Really good. Uh, Alinus here was a contractor supervising the construction of the Weldon House, um, which is a hotel on, on Bank Street, which is just about a block from, that's east of, of Main Street where everything's going on. Um, he'd heard of the raid and ran with his men over to see if they could try to help. Uh, ordered by Young to stop, Morrison attempted to dodge into Miss Betty's uh, milliner, uh, millinery store um, when Young fired. The bullet pierced uh, Morrison's hand and abdomen. Badly wounded, Morrison was given first aid at a nearby uh, at the nearby Dutcher's drugstore on Main Street and taken to his room at the American House. 
Uh, he would die two days later, right around uh, the time that uh, Mr. Morrison was shot. The good people of St. Albans had decided that they're ready to try and kind of make these Southern boys die for the cause. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Alinus Morrison, as far as we know, is the farthest north casualty of the Civil War. Really? Caused by a Confederate soldier. Yes. Which he was in... St. Albans. Doesn't get much further north than that without hitting fucking Canada. No, not really, no. You know? Um, True. I mean, you can get pretty far north. Still, right. But Another great fucking name here. Not farther. No, because everyone else was too busy milking cows or fucking their sisters. Wilder Gilson. Wow. Comes onto Main Street with a rifle and fired at the last of the... Oh, hold on here. Mohegans? Oh. You good? Yeah. So... Wilder Gilson comes onto Main Street with a rifle and fired at the last of the two raiders uh, who were in front of the Brainerd block. Um, so one of the Confederate uh, raiders, Charles Higby, was badly wounded. Uh, aided by his companion, he escaped to Canada where he recovered from his wound. It wasn't that Gilson's a bad shot. He allowed Higby to survive. Oh, yeah, because you missed We don't him. miss here. He, he, he was like, I'm just trying to stop this fucker. I want to kill him. So uh-huh. I'm going to let him not die. Uh, you want to stop him. There's no better way to stop him than right. kill him. Exactly. So as the Raiders split, uh, they're running through town. They're throwing bottles of Greek fire to almost every goddamn building they pass, and none of them catch. <laughs> <laughs> um, a few months later, the uh, the South would kind of get theirs when the god of fire, William Tecumseh Sherman, would march to the sea. Fucking he didn't yes. fucking miss. No. Fucking Big Dick Willie did not miss when it came to fire. No. No, that motherfucker knew his yeah. flames. Sherman did not yeah. fuck around. He, he was flamomatic. He, he may as well have been fucking Surtur Tecumseh Sherman. I love... Just the Norse god of fire and death. I love the smell of <laughs> napalm in the morning. I love the smell of burning corpses all day long was his thing. Fucking yeah. right. And you could tell in his eyes that he, you know... You know what? At that point, fucking right. Send it. Captain George Conger, a native of St. Albans and a resident of Lower Weldon Street, had recently been discharged from the Union Army after 10 months of service in Company B, 1st Vermont Cavalry. What did he get discharged for? Doesn't say. So while downtown that day, he was informed of the raid, and he come running up up, uh, Main Street from the south. When raiders attempt to force him into the park, he broke away and escaped by running into the American house and out the other side onto Lake Street. A woman passing by just randomly hands him a rifle. Fucking what? Welcome to Vermont, bitch. Everybody's got guns. Here's a gun. Always been like that. Still is. Conger, now filled with the vengeful spirit of Ethan Allen, steps out onto the street, takes aim at a fleeing raider, and squeezes the trigger. Fucking right. Nothing happened. Oh. Kind of looks at it again. Tries it again. Again, nothing. So another couple of uh, of citizens that would escape harm were, goddamn, and I put these in here because they've got great fucking names. Elihu Jones, who was 67, said a raider ordered him to stop, uh, ordered him to stop when he didn't, uh, oh, fuck, ordered him to stop, and when he didn't, he uh, the guy took aim and fired at him. Shot misses completely. George Nettleton had a pistol pointed at his head <laughs> until he fucking gave up and, you know. The guy put a gun to his head not to get him into the park because he wanted his fucking hat. And he's like, not really worth all the commotion. Here you go. Fuck off. You got my hat, you piece of shit. No, I had, I had died on that hill. 
You don't take my hat. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you, piece of shit. No, you, you can you can kill me. You ain't taking my hat. Livery stable owner Erasmus Fuller. Oh, that is south as fuck. That's a fucking name right there, no, buddy. No, Erasmus is fucking. Oof. That's a good name. That's like Old Testament name. Yes, old fucking name. Is that southern? Oh no, he's one of us. Oh, really? so he comes riding into town to sigh his horses in the hands of the Raiders, and he oh, demands Jesus. that they be returned. But he backed down after, you know, multiple loaded pistols are aimed at him. Uh, and one raider says, if you don't keep uh, if you don't keep still, we'll shoot you. After the raider, uh, you know, after the raid, the town was riddled with bullet holes. There's fucking shot out windows and everything is just shot to dog shit here. The elm tree at the corner of Congress and Main Street supposedly still had a lead ball lodged in it when they cut it down in the early 80s. So that, that sat there for a little bit. Just, um, just a year or two. Yeah. Uh, later, uh, Bennett Young would write that he had every intention of burning Governor Smith's home down, but with the townspeople firing weapons, no matter how ancient the guns, uh, no matter how ancient the guns or how inept the marksmen, the Confederates had no alternative but to flee. It's called accuracy by volume. We will shoot until we hit something. Yeah. We don't give a fuck how much it takes. Somebody's gonna die. We got the rounds. We can do it. Exactly. So Captain Conger wasn't the uh, wasn't through with these invaders yet. He gets his rifle that he knows works, and he rounds up a posse of 50 men and take immediate pursuit. F. Stuart Stranahan and John Newton round up another 40 men and follow this group with great fucking interest to see what's going on. They want to kill him. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> the Raiders pick up the plank road that ran between St. Albans and Sheldon. Uh, today's, uh, nowadays, it's the uh, Missisquai... Uh, Valley Rail Trail follows that same path. Not a very long path. No, probably not. A couple miles. Um, by now, it's too late and too dangerous to think of robbing Swanton, so they just take off. They they stop and attempt to burn the bridge that goes over Black Creek, but after they set fire to it and rode off, a bunch of just locals went out and just they fucking cut the burning boards out of it and were like, ah, got it. And they just let the fucking posses pass on through. It's most likely. <laughs> it's most likely that the. This uh, is the most Vermont as fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's like we're polite. We'll help you out. We'll give you the shirt right off our back. Your bridge is on fire. We'll just cut that shit out, and you know, right. you're all good. No, don't worry about it. It's likely that the uh, that the raiders about a mile north of Sheridan broke up into. Uh, sorry, Sheldon broke up into a couple of different groups now heading towards Franklin, um, where they would have broken up again and then traveled north, Say up into Canada. Oil. Right. So according to Conger, they caught up with the rebels a few times and it turned into a mounted gunfight where two raiders were injured and a Canadian officer of some fucking fashion was actually killed. These reports can't be confirmed, though, uh, but I do really hope that they killed a couple of these fucking turds on the way up through. Bruce and Spur were captured at uh, Elder's Tavern in Stanbridge, Quebec, with more than $35,000 between them. Collins and Lackey were nabbed there, too. Uh, St. Albans historian Carl Johnson also noted that Doty and McGordy were found in a barn at Waterloo with about $1,000 each on them. Greg Wallace, uh, Swagger, and Squire Tevis were caught in uh, Frylersburg. Uh, there's a house there where they tried to commandeer a, a wagon by throwing the driver from the seat. Um, and the only, uh, yeah, they, they didn't really have much action there. Um so they also capture our ring leader, Bennett Young. Okay. And they get all the details of what's happened here. And within 24 hours, basically, 
So by the, the 20th, about $87,000 of this that's been stolen has been recaptured and sent back to Vermont to be yeah. dispersed throughout the banks. Fuck yeah. Okay. So this sounds like it could be a movie, you know? It, yeah, it should be. It's because yeah. it was. They made a movie in 1954 based on this whole mess called, creatively enough, The Raid. Um, huh. You can't stream it anywhere, I looked. You can grab a copy on Amazon for like 20 bucks, though. Um, really? Yeah. So just to finish up, because we started off talking about this guy, and we, you kind of can't just leave him swinging in the breeze, you know? Bennett Young would survive the war. But he wouldn't be included in President Johnson's uh, President Johnson's amnesty proclamation, so he fled to Ireland. Well, there he studies law at the Queen's University of Ireland, and then he studies literature at the University of fucking Edinburgh. Graduates with degrees from both of these colleges. When amnesty kicks in, he comes back home, returns to Kentucky, where he became a really very prominent lawyer in the Louisville area. Uh huh. He then completely redeems any of the stupid bullshit that he had been involved in when he opened the first orphanage for black uh, for black children in Louisville, which was one of the first of its kind in the South in general. Okay, he also opens a school for the fucking blind. Oh wow! So in 1899, he represents a man named George Dinning in his murder trial. Dinning had been found guilty by a member of local cl- of a. Uh, by members of the local clan branch for being uh, for being black in Kentucky, basically. Yeah. Um, they said that he killed one of their dogs, this, that, the other. Um, and uh, they told him, you have until the end of the day to leave the county. And he politely told them to kiss his free black ass. Um, <laughs> at which time they started firing at his house. Um, he was hit twice. And then he grabbed a rifle, shot back and killed one of these shit, these uh, fucking sheet wearing shit bags. Um, Benning got justice for Denning. Uh, Bennett got justice for Denning. Um, Denning would spend a total of 10 days behind bars from the time of the shooting to the time that he was free when the case wrapped up. The time that he spent was to keep him away from the mob. So they were moving him from jail to jail to jail to keep him from being Just fucking safe. lynched. Exactly. Yeah. Just be safe. Um, so in 2021, author Ben Montgomery wrote a book about this case called A Shot in the Moonlight, How a Free Slave and a Confederate Soldier Fought for Justice in the Jim Crow South. That could be a really fucking cool book. Yeah. So Bennett Young would die. Oh, fucking he Christ. wrote a book? No, another, another guy wrote it about that case. Um, Bennett Young would die in his sleep February 23rd, 1919, in his Louisville home, having done far more good in his 76 years than bad. Yeah. So... That is the the St. Albans raid and uh, the guy that carried it out who, for being a Confederate, not a bad dude. No. Not no. a bad guy. No. There's proof that you know not all of them are fucking scumbags. No. Most a bunch of, of them were, but not all of them. No, not So really. that's the St. Albans raid. I had... That was sexy as fuck. I hope you guys had fun because I, I enjoyed looking at that. That was sexy as fuck. Hey, God damn it, Jesse. This is your fault. This is your fault. I appreciate that one. I do too. It yeah. was fun. That was actually... This is way more fun than talking about some fucking mustachioed Frenchman that fought the Romans, I think, right? My wife might be here. Sure. Oh, shit. Why? I don't know. Uh-oh. Anyway, Kevin, <laughs> headphones and shit. I don't know. <laughs> See the baby? Why was she coming up? Uh, She was gonna at first. Oh. But... Kevin, headphones anyway, and headphones shit. headphones and shit. Yeah. Go over to the studio. Check them out. 
They got headphones, Bluetooth speaker, uh, earbuds of all variety. Uh, good thing, you know, sad thing is, is if we actually had recorded this before Black Friday, um, actually could have told you that, hey, they were going to have a, a pretty good sale for Black Friday. That gave you quite a bit off a pair like that you could have got a Femtio speaker for like little to nothing. No shit. I mean, yeah, it was like just giving them away, huh? It was like eighty bucks. Jeez, maybe a little bit less. That's not bad. No, I um, paid one twenty nine for mine, and it's worth every fucking penny. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Also, so yeah, when you find what you want, put it in your basket. Go to checkout. Put the promo code of Dark Windows fifteen in to get fifteen percent off your entire purchase. Also. Do your little social media stuff. Go over on over to uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out. We're Dark Windows Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and we are uh, Dark Windows Podcast on Facebook. Yep. Also, Kevin plugged it earlier. If you want more of this stuff, go on over to this little place called Patreon. Patreon.com oh, forward slash Dark Windows Podcast. He completely just took your thunder. That's fine. No, no, no. I did not. I Five, said Kevin had mentioned yeah, it earlier. $5 a month gets you access to everything that we've recorded for over there. Yes. Um, and if you live within a 12-mile radius, you can come on the show if you want. Cause, no, Don't come on the show. You can You I mean, can do either or. I mean, I can if you want me to. Don't you dare come <laughs> on the show. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they realize it because I just, I just show up. Yeah. Literally, you guys know that Kevin made a group message today. Yeah. I had to bust your balls a little bit. Like, I wasn't hey, your wife, here. you fucking loser. I wasn't going to be here today, and then they got sad, so. I wasn't sad. I was disappointed. No, you were fucking sad. No, were, no. I, I could, give, you I could give two shits if you're here. You were crying at work. I wasn't. Right. I was crying at work, but not for that reason. He was crying. But anyway. I was um, crying at work. We've got to record Patreon and then go nun nights. So yeah, it's getting late. yeah. I'll say I'm falling fucking asleep, dude. So, so just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean the dark can't see into you. Toodaloo. Bye bye. Peace out. <laughs>